Hello, Dave Johnson here from Sierra Sotheby's International Realty in Reno, Nevada. Thanks so much for joining us here on podcast number two of How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price. This time, we're not talking about price, really. We're talking about the professional. How to pick the best realtor for you. This is How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price, a podcast specifically designed to get you the highest price for your home. A step-by-step guide to making all the right moves as you move and avoid all the pitfalls that can cost you tens of thousands. Here's the host of How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price, global real estate advisor, Dave Johnson. Well, when it comes to real estate, there is uh, really probably nothing more important than the realtor themselves. Picking a pro is no easy task, and we've got five tips for you to pick the best realtor. And as we uh, head into episode number two, I want to thank you again for joining us here on How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price. Hopefully, you've listened to episode number one where I rant and raved about price and how to set it and how important that is because it is huge. But probably the only thing more important than price and setting a good one is finding a great realtor. And that can mean so many different things. So again, I've got five tips to help lead you down that path, but it's really a different path for every person because not only does it really matter what your goals are for the transaction, because there can be many goals besides the highest price, and we'll walk through that, but not only the highest price, but it's all about personalities too. Who do you click with? So let's talk about realtors and how to find them. Because uh, I've definitely learned a lot since entering this business. And uh, a little background on me, as we uh, discussed in episode number one, I had uh, 20 years in uh, radio experience. I've had 10 in TV news. And oh, thank almighty stars that I'm no longer in TV news with all of the COVID business going on. Oh boy, I would not want to be subjected to that... uh, negativity and just nightmare of, uh, mm. no thanks. But anyway, uh, happy to be out of uh, television news with uh, two young kids is basically why uh, my wife and I both left the TV business and uh, got into separate fields and love the real estate world uh, as a realtor just uh, for schedule versatility and uh, it's just been a great move. So anyway, enough about me. Let's talk about realtors. And uh, really, the best way to find a realtor is who do you know? Who do you know that has recently maybe gone through a transaction or you know in the past has gone through a transaction? Who are like the, you know, five or six core people in your life that you, you know, would trust with really anything? Talk to them. Find out if they... You probably know if they had an experience. You know if they own their home, most likely. So ask them, what was your experience like? And not only just not only do you want to ask them for a name, hey, who was your realtor? Did you like them? Okay, yeah, they were great. Here's their name, Bob Smith, whatever. That's great. But talk to them about the process. Why did you like or not like that realtor? And you can learn a ton in a two-minute conversation, a ton that will be useful to you in your transaction. So really kind of boil that down. Talk to people you know that uh, 
can suggest what was good, excuse me, what was bad, and uh, what they would have done different if they had a second time to do it. So important to ask your friends, ask about you know their realtor and uh, that referral. It's so important. But uh, step number two, kind of in line with number one, but go with your gut when you're selecting that realtor. And what I mean by that is, to do that, you have to kind of interview several, possibly. Unless you, the first one you meet, you're just like, oh my God, this is the person. I have to go with this realtor. We get along great. They have experience. They can see what our top priorities are when uh, we want to sell our home. This is who I want to go with. Then great. Interview one. No big deal. But if you get any sort of red flag, any, I don't know about this person, then move on. Interview a second one. And it will save you a nightmare. Because it can be, if you select the wrong realtor, it can end up being a nightmare of a process. And it could even be no transaction. It could just be a situation where as a client, you just end up firing them because they end up not selling your home or it ends up being a complete disaster and you have to get rid of them before a sale could even happen. So important to trust your gut when uh, selecting that realtor. Uh, It really comes down to chemistry. It's just, just like dating. Do you have chemistry with this person? Important. So do some interviews Talk to them, not just about their experience, but about other things, what their interests are, where they grew up, all that jazz. And you can really see if you have chemistry because you're going to be closely working with them. You're going to be in constant contact in some cases where you have to find out about, you know, this showing or that showing or this open house. It's so important to have a rapport with your realtor. You've definitely got to find somebody you are comfortable with. Is it really a match for what we're looking for. Important consideration. So decide on it, just like you're picking a mate and getting married, because you're going to be married to your realtor for a while. And it is not an easy process, because it can be very stressful for the person going through the transaction. I know from the realtor side, I know from being uh, the home seller and home buyer, that it can be a stressful situation. I, I think the thing I hated the most about every transaction as a buyer is all that financial stuff that the lender always needs it's like oh it was a my first transaction in Kansas City was a nightmare it seemed like every three hours there was a new document these I don't I'm not I'm not gonna curse uh but it seemed like every three hours there was something new that these bozos needed and and it's not they're not bozos I shouldn't say that because they legitimately needed it and it was a first time purchase for me so I was on that like, that borderline ah, he's not going to qualify kind of thing so they had to verify everything eight different ways and it just became a nightmare so I don't know I'm off on a tangent about buying a home now but uh anyway when it comes to uh finding a realtor again go with your gut that's number two Uh, and really see if you have that rapport that you're going to need because you're going to be dealing with them a lot and you don't want to be annoyed by them because then you're going to act like an ass and that's not going to be good for anybody. I've got, I've had clients like that. Trust me that, uh, we just weren't like one was, uh, sent to me. It was a referral inside my company and boy, these people were pains. And it's just, it was mainly because 
I was their choice. I wasn't their choice. I was just sent to them. So I think because I wasn't their choice, it just created some friction down the line when I became their punching bag. And it was like, this isn't good for anybody. And that's when it's like, as the realtor, you end up firing clients in that situation. But anyway, let's move on to number three when it comes to selecting an agent. I think one of the most important things you can ask that so many sellers and buyers don't ask of their realtor when they're doing some interviewing or when they're kind of looking into selecting a realtor. Hey, Mr. Realtor, Mrs. Realtor, do you do this full time? Is this your only job? Those are two very different and very important questions. Do you do this full time? And is this your only job? The reason I say those are very important is because there are some people who end up, I've known them, that have gotten into transactions with part-time realtors. And I'm sorry, if you have to work, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at your other job and inspections come up, that's not best for the client. So number one, do you do this full time? And number two, is it your only source of income? And what I mean by that is I'm not trying to have you get all up in a realtor's personal business. But make sure they're not working, you know, two jobs and saying that they're a full-time realtor when in reality they're also working, you know, 35 hours part-time at this other job. Because I got news for you. If that's the case, they're trying to say they're full-time in two things or they're a full-time, full-time realtor and a part-time whatever, but that part-time job takes up a ton of time. The bottom line is you need to know that they are available as a realtor full-time. Now, sure, you can have other interests as a realtor and still get the job done, just like you can if you have another job, but it's very difficult. Again, if, you know, if I'm representing a buyer and they want to go look at houses uh, next Tuesday, and then suddenly they ask me, uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Realtor, can, uh, can we go look at houses Tuesday? Uh, no, I'm not available and that's because so many other realtors have part-time jobs. That's why they're not available. Ask them why they're not available. You may end up firing them. But ask them, again, the two questions. Are you full-time? And do you have any other job? Do you have any other source of income that is a job? I don't care about rental properties, stuff like that. Okay, a lot of realtors are going to have that. I'm just wondering where their time goes. Let's put it that way. And you don't have to be blatant or rude about it, but just say, oh, okay, do you do this full-time? Is this your only job? Those two questions will get you a ton of answers that you really need to know. Because being a realtor is not easy. I can tell you that personally, and uh, it's a grind, especially as you start out. But uh, if you're not full-time, then you're not going to have the client base or the knowledge or the time to handle a transaction. I'm sorry. If you're uh, for the part-time realtors, you can certainly message me and say, I am the giant a-hole. That's fine. But it's the truth. Sorry. If I need a house inspection on Wednesday and you quietly have your part-time job Wednesday, that's not the best for the client. It's just not. So that's a question you need to ask when you're looking for a realtor do you do this full time? Okay. That's number three. Number four, do some stalking. 
get on the web, look into their history, look into their sales history, see what they've done, look into past jobs, whatever. My wife is a genius at uh, stalking people online. She could do a complete background check on somebody in like 10 minutes. It is super scary. She had a very difficult time uh, starting to date me because my name is Dave Johnson. So it's uh, very common and very difficult to research for her. She didn't get very far with uh, my background check, clearly, because she married me, but uh, that's a whole other story. But anyway, uh, do some research on that realtor. Not only ask them the questions on their history, but also do some web stalking to see, okay, does their personality and their answers and their persona match what I'm reading online? Often, you can end up meeting someone in person, and you're, you, you clearly have a gut feeling there's something completely off. And sometimes that's because they're overselling by far what they've done in their online history. And in person, they're not doing that. Or in person, maybe you can tell that there is a disconnect between their experience and what they're actually portraying. So do a little research and do a little web stalking. Do a little brokerage poking around online. It's amazing how much you can find out even anecdotally about someone just by going to their Facebook page or their Instagram feed or their LinkedIn profile, whatever. Do some research on the person or people that you're interviewing to sell your home because that, I mean, it's going to be one of the most... uh, important and biggest transactions you'll ever experience selling your house. So make sure you're not only comfortable with that person, but make sure they're really doing what they say. So sometimes if you know their online profile is just not uh, matching with what they seem to portray in person, if it's a bad gut feeling, move on. Pick it up, another one. I'm going to actually add a bonus tip that I just thought of. So it's not just five, it's six. Woo! Oh, I should have the... I have sound effects on my phone. I'll have to find them. Anyway, um, so yeah, if you just can tell that there's something off, that you've done you've done your research online and then you meet them and you're like, I don't know, something's weird, then just move on. Go a different direction because it's so important to find that person that you can trust. Oh, there we go. Game show. Uh, anyway, if I start with the uh, sound effect uh, app on my phone, uh, we will not get anywhere. Okay, so web stalking, that's what uh, number four is. Number five, ask them about negotiating. Just ask them, point blank, tell me about your negotiating skills or your negotiating history or your negotiating stories. Any realtor who's been in the business for any amount of time will be able to tell you, Oh, I once did this and got this for this price, whatever. Just kind of try to get a feeling of what their negotiating style is like. And if they're going to be that person that's going to be able to get you the most money for the sale of your property. It is hugely important to find somebody that can have that, can have that uh, ability and has that skill to negotiate because you're going to end up not just for the price of your home. That's not that. That's one of the negotiating points for your home. Let's let's say you've got a home that's uh, four hundred thousand dollars, and yes, 
The price of your home is going to be negotiated, but guess what? So is the date of closing. So is the inspections. The, the, sometimes the inspection brings up so many things. I would tell you that probably the inspection portion of a transaction is more difficult than the pr original price agreement. It's way more complex, way more uh, skill involved, and I would tell you probably way more emotion involved in that inspection stage than any other stage of negotiating. It is hugely important to have skills there and skills that you're comfortable with. So if you're kind of a, a, a lower key kind of person, you may not want the pit bull nego negotiator working for you, or you may, but just find somebody that number one, you appreciate their style of negotiation because you're gonna need it as, uh, they're gonna need it as your realtor, but also somebody that you can see yourself working with in that negotiating style, hugely important. So find someone with those negotiating skills because, like I said, if they if you if you ask that question about negotiation and there's any sense of concern on your part, again, trust your gut. That was number two on our list of five. Go again, but ask them that negotiating question, and if you have any sense of doubt about what they said, trust your gut and move on move on to a different realtor because that negotiation skill is going to be hugely important. I mean, it can come down to uh, negotiating when you get the keys to whether you get the Nest uh, ring doorbell system on the front door. Uh, there are so many things negotiated in a transaction. If you have a realtor, maybe you have a part-time realtor, you know how I feel about them. Uh, if you have a part-time realtor who doesn't have that negotiating skill or the maybe the history of negotiation, because they're part-time, uh, then you don't want them. You need somebody who can fight for what is best for you, fight for not just the price of your home, but everything else. Uh, does that ceiling fan, does that chandelier, does that refrigerator, all of it is negotiable. People walk into uh, an open house and you'd be amazed at what the things they ask for to, to keep. Uh, so negotiation, hugely important. So make sure you ask about the negotiating skills and make sure you're comfortable with it. If you're not, move on. Pick another. There are so many realtors in so many markets I don't think you're going to find a problem finding an, another realtor to interview. Now, if you you know go through three or four interviews and you can't find one that you're completely comfortable with, you may be the problem, trust me. Or you may just have your uh, selection process a little off, a little too stringent. It's going to be a big transaction selling a home, that's for sure. So you want to make sure you have the negotiator on your side that can get it done. Okay, so here we go. The five again. Who do you know? Important to ask uh, for referrals and, and really the history of your friends, your neighbors, your relatives. Who do they know that uh, was a great realtor and what was their experience, good or bad? Because that experience really can help you with uh, your situation going down the road. Number two was go with your gut. Number three, are they full-time? Number four, web stalk them a little bit. And number five, ask them about negotiating. And I wrote down bonus tip, and I just wrote down the word bonus, and I did not write what the bonus tip was. Hmm. And now I have forgotten what the bonus tip was. 
but it was something about negotiating. Hmm. Ah, 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 I got it. It was not about negotiating. It was about marketing. And uh, this is hugely important. Ask them, what is their marketing plan to sell this home? Now, they're probably going to, you know, give you their standard presentation. As a matter of fact, uh, yeah. <clears throat> our uh, pr uh, listing consultation booklet is not, uh, doesn't have page numbers, but I would say it's, oh, 20 fancy, colorful pages about marketing and all that jazz. Um, <clears throat> but that's not what I'm talking about. Ask them, what is your specific plan to market my home? That's your bonus tip. That's your bonus question for your uh, realtor, uh, I almost said uh, to be. But I guess that's right. For you, so for your realtor to be, what is your marketing plan to sell my home for the highest price? You like it? You like it? You don't? Pick another realtor because it is hugely important to be on board with that. And you may have certain ideas that are different than the realtor, and you need to bring those to the table. So if, for instance, uh, you think that I'll give you Reno, Nevada as an example where I live. Uh, many people believe, oh, my home is going to be bought by someone moving here from California. Most of the time, they're right. It's ridiculous how many Californians are moving here, especially from Northern California, Bay Area, basically. Uh, Reno is becoming uh, Bay Area Junior without the ocean. It's nuts. But if, if uh, that's where you, as the seller of the home, if that's where you think that person's going to come from, that it's important to, for you to discuss that with your realtor and find out their marketing plan. Because if you're not on board with their marketing plan, you're going to be miserable throughout the process. Because if your home goes a month, and then it goes two months, and then it goes three months without selling, you're going to get more and more frustrated and pissed because they are not doing what you thought they should be doing the whole time. And that is marketing to the California market in this specific case. So if, for instance, you know, uh, you're in the Midwest and you think your home's going to be bought by a young, you know, millennial couple that uh, has, you know, a small kid or maybe they're pregnant, if you for some reason think that's your buyer of your home, then great. Have that conversation with that realtor that you're interviewing and see what they think about that. See if they're on board with that. And if they're not, they can tell you why they're not. And they may have a, a better reason and a better idea of who may buy your house. You, because you could be wrong. But ask them that question and find out their response. Because you could become educated in the process. And if you're comfortable with that, go with them. That's great. But if you're not... It's important to discuss that and see if they're on board and why they're not, if they're not, instead of hiring them. But you want to ask that question because if, if you go several months without you know, the house selling and you're getting more and more angry, it could come down to marketing. And you know I knew this wouldn't work or whatever. Because if you don't have that conversation, you could have two completely different uh, mindsets, basically. The realtor could be thinking, oh, I'm doing a great job. Look at all the email blasts I'm sending about their home. And look at all the marketing materials I mailed to this neighborhood. And look at the uh, Facebook Live I did about their home or whatever. But here's a good example. There are many home sellers 
who don't like open houses. There are many realtors who want to do open houses, or some don't. It, but again, you have to talk about that. As the realtor and as the client, You've and I would hope that a realtor asks about that, even if the client doesn't bring it up. Well, here's my marketing plan. What do you think? But again, coming from the seller's perspective, I am here for you trying to get you the most money for your house. You've got to ask your realtor that question. What is your marketing plan to sell my home? And if you don't agree with it, have a little discussion. And if you still don't agree with it, do not hire them because you'll be miserable throughout the process and you'll think you were right the whole time. And you could have been, you could have maybe not been. There could have been other factors, but you got to hire somebody you're comfortable with. And that's again, kind of going back to go with your gut, but ask them that marketing plan question because they better have a good answer or else they're not the right realtor. Because if they if their marketing plan is different than yours, you have a problem. If the realtor does not ever do open houses and many home sellers think open houses are a great way to sell their home. Quite honestly, I I don't necessarily believe that. A, a, a terribly low percentage of homes are actually sold due to open houses. It's crazy low. But many home sellers love them and want them and that's great. They're, they're honestly great for realtors because we get to collect information on potential people in the market of real estate that maybe don't have real estate agents yet. That's the real benefit to realtors of doing them, not selling the home they're in. And I don't think people understand that. It's like a dirty little secret of the real estate world of like, oh, I'll hold four open houses and I'll get this house sold for you, Mr. Seller. It's not true. It, it happens so rarely. Now, sometimes you'll, you'll end up with a situation where, you know, maybe it's sold indirectly because of the open house. That does happen where, you know, you'll have uh, a, somebody driving by, they come in and they're not even in the market to buy a home, but they just want to come, they just want to stop and see this home. They'll often tell their friends, oh my gosh, I just went to this great house. You should go check it out. And sometimes it gets sold that way through word of mouth through the open house. And that's great. That's effective and that works, but again, uh, but my ex example of open house is just see if your marketing strategies align because it is so important that they do, and if they don't, you better have a good discussion as to why they don't because that can create problems down the road. So there you go. You're five actually six with the bonus, uh, five tips on choosing the right realtor. Hopefully that helped you out. If you uh, still don't have uh, anybody that uh, you know that you trust in the real estate world, I can definitely help you. Uh, you can go to my website at justplaindave.com and check out uh, my profile, check out my website and take a look at what, uh, what's there. And if you want to contact me about finding a realtor in your area, I certainly have a network across the entire country, uh, not only through my company, but also through some other relationships in real estate. Uh, and I can definitely find you a qualified individual and um, someone who can get you, you know, the highest price for your home who has those negotiating skills that are so important in the process. 
Hopefully you enjoyed episode number two. Please tell a friend, uh, any homeowner or any really non-homeowner, anybody who wants to eventually own a home definitely needs this information, but it's really important for homeowners to have this information. And I hope you enjoyed on this uh, podcast, my sound effects. Uh, oh, bowling. Uh, anytime I get uh, sidetracked by the sound effect machine, uh, we're in for a problem. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, hopefully you enjoyed episode number two. Please uh, tell a friend. Again, like I said, uh, anybody who is a homeowner will definitely need this information to get the most money for their home. So tell a friend. Thanks so much for joining us, and hopefully we'll see you for episode number three of How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price next week. Look for new episodes of How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price every Monday and click subscribe so they'll show up for you automatically and get on the right track to saving yourself a load of cash by making the right moves when you're ready to sell. And if you need help finding a quality real estate agent in your area, just contact Dave at www.justplaindave.com. <laughs>